Welcome back to My Sister's TBR, the podcast where two bookish sisters embark on literary adventures one page at a time. I'm Stacey. And I'm Rebecca. We're thrilled to have you back for another episode filled with bookish excitement. This episode, we'll be diving into our featured read, Manacled, by Senlin Yu, a Harry Potter fanfiction based on a world where the Order lost and Voldemort enacts a repopulation effort. It's Harry Potter meets The Handmaid's Tale. We'll be spilling the tea on all of our explicit feelings on this Dramine fanfic. So grab your coziest blanket, a hot cup of coffee, and wands up. But before we jump into it, a quick reminder to hit that subscribe button and follow us on your favorite podcast platform. We wouldn't want you to miss any of our bookish banter. All right, let the bookish journey begin. Welcome to My Sister's TBR. This episode is going to be a little bit different. We have a special guest (laughs) (laughs) Uh, to help us talk about Manacold. We have Elsa. Hello. (laughs) Welcome. (laughs) Dolores Humber, just a cunt. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) The first full sentence from Elsa on the podcast. (laughs) The most important. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. To start out. What did you guys rate this book? Oh, five. Like, I had no issues rating it a five. I was a four. Oh. <laughs> Unpopular okay. opinion in this group. <laughs> <laughs> what did you rate I, it, Rebecca? I want to say I haven't, like, officially, like, went on to Goodreads yet and rated it just because it was, like, late last night when I finished it. Um... I'm gonna say I'm gonna say a four point five. Oh, that's okay. what I initially rated it, and then once I processed it for a few days and thought about it more, I started nitpicking some things and I dropped it to a four. <laughs> oh my god! Okay. <laughs> Stacy sat there on her. Uh, <laughs> yep, I am happily at a five star. <laughs> also, a very very big warning: if you haven't read Manacled or haven't. I don't know what kind of rock you would have to be under, but haven't finished the Harry Potter series. There's going to be some pretty big spoilers. Like we are not, um, we're not holding back. <laughs> we're not holding back. Yeah. No. So there's your warning. This is a very <laughs> spoiler filled episode. Oh. And very explicit. Yes. 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 <laughs> there's All the trigger be... warnings. <laughs> Yeah, there's going to be some pretty uh, touchy subjects and uh, language. Mm-hmm. So, um, first question. So I know that there's been like a couple people who have been back and forth with saying that um, they wish that they read the flashbacks first. Mm. How do you guys feel about that? Would you have rather read the flashbacks first or kept them where they are in the in-between? The in I've heard a lot of people saying that um, they've gone back to reread Manacled um, and started, like, read it in chronological order. And they said that it does have a different impact on the story. But I think, Mm. like, your first going into it, I think it should be done this way because you have all these big feelings about Draco and what's happening and, you know, like, the, you know, very explicit scenes between them. I think that hits totally different not knowing mm-hmm. what you know in the flashbacks. I, I thought it was really interesting, honestly. Like, when it was going through the flashbacks, I was like, okay, 
when are we getting to the beginning of the book? You know what I mean? Like, when are we getting up to that point where the book yeah. actually starts? And I thought that was re- like, I, I, I love that. I don't think I would want to reread it or want to go back and read the flashbacks first. Cause that's like in dark places by Jillian. Oh yeah. Flynn. You know what I mean? I love how in that there was like the, it was leading up to, it like, was like a campaign event. Yeah. yeah. You knew so was what like, was okay. coming. Yeah. So I mm-hmm. loved that like anticipation. Um, I thought that was really interesting. Yeah. I agree as well. Like I see people comment online that, oh, they DNF'd at 10% because it's just horrible. They can't see how Draco can be redeemed. It's like, I get how like if the flashbacks were first, they might have a different opinion. But if you know Harry Potter at all, if you know the Dark Lord at all, like, you know, there's more to it than what meets the eye in those first few chapters. Mm -hmm. Dark Lord. Did you hear that? I think she's converted. (laughs) <laughs> but yeah <laughs> yeah i um, oh. i've also seen a lot of people saying they dnf'd it even before the flashbacks hit and i'm just like you've got to stick with How? it you got- I, I mean i understand in a in a sense because i do feel like her writing um it's it's not that it was like bad writing. I mean, she did a really good job at expanding on Rowling's world, but um, there were a lot of parts where it just kind of felt like, and I don't want to be insensitive. I know I've talked about this. I don't know if it's been to both of you or not, but I've said that like, it was kind of like Hermione was um, staying in like certain, I don't know how to say it without being like super insensitive. Cause I mean, our girl went through some shit, but it felt like a lot of the scenes were really dragged out. I felt. Yes. Like me, we already (laughs) sympathize with Hermione and you know, the situation that she's found herself in. Not, no, I probably shouldn't say it that way. (laughs) Be a little bit more sensitive, Stacey. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I've had a couple of people say to me that they don't understand why it's Hermione and Draco and why isn't it like Hermione and Harry? I'm going to say this now at the beginning. This fanfic has made me realize how much I actually dislike Harry. Yeah. Yeah. True. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We talked about that a little bit the other day. Um, yeah. But like his intense need not to use dark magic. Like I get it to a point, like, but when yeah. literally everyone around you is dead, mm-hmm. and the only way to win is to use a bit of dark magic. Like suck yeah. it up princess he's very <laughs> black and white there is no gray at all exactly yeah and like if they and i'm gonna say it if they listen to hermione mm-hmm. a lot of people would not have died yep. yes 100 yeah and harry so wouldn't whiny. have been hung from the astronomy mm-hmm. tower and... and what is what is with him and like the fight club stuff right. like <laughs> He, he now smokes and goes to Fight Club to deal with his problems. Like, yeah. I get that, like, man says trouble, but, like, I don't know, that is... Like, yeah. is the boy from Windsor? <laughs> uh, but, honestly, <laughs> I, like, I've had, like, the people who have told me this about being like, oh, why is it Hermione and Draco? Mm-hmm. They're clearly not not a part of the bookish community, who love dark romance. Yeah. 
You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, the, like, morally gray, the enemies mm-hmm. to lovers, like, yeah, like, come on. Yeah, like, oh, you're an asshole and you, like, like to kill people? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Why not? Yeah, we're not here for friends to lovers. No. No, we are not. We, we got that with the movies and the books with, yes, more so the books. I think the books did a, obviously way better with Hermione and Ron. Yep, definitely. But, yeah. I just... <laughs> Yeah. Mm. Um, so I was a little lost in like the timeline of when everything was happening. Like, like I was constantly having to like go back and like try to remember like what years all this was happening. Oh yeah. So I think what I've gathered is that from November, 2004 to March, 2005, Hermione was a surrogate. Then from March 2002 to July 2003 were the flashbacks. And then afterwards, then it was June 2005 and onward was the, it was the part three. I so, think that sounds right. That sounds right. So all of this happened in a matter of three years. Like, I feel like, like Hermione is after like, she did a lot of growth in those three years. I find like if you look at the way that she was processing things as a surrogate, mm. like in the first part of the book versus her, as soon as the flashbacks hit, like you could really see a big difference in Hermione. Well, I mean, God, trauma will definitely, um, yeah, trauma would do that. Yep. <laughs> and Man. the girl went through a lot of it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, so both mine and Elsa's, it seems, our notes start very similarly. The very first thing that I wrote after getting those like dates down right, the very first actual note that I wrote was Umbridge is just as much as a loathsome, loathsome bitch as she was in Harry Potter. <laughs> Mine's literally book one. I talked a little, like, I had a little comment about, like, the sensory deprivation that Hermione went through, and then it just goes straight to, in caps, Dolores Umbridge is a cunt. <laughs> yep. I didn't think it was possible for me to hate her more than I already did. I, like, right? That was my are. same thought process. I was like, as as she was entering the story, I was like, oh my god, like, I mean, I knew it was coming because, you know, how much worse could it possibly get, really? But also, like, I know um, there were, like, reviews or, like, videos that I'd come across that had sort of, you know, in, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Indicated that Umbridge was, you know, a, a big part of the start of the story. But I was like, there's no way that it's possible to hate her any more than you hate her in the Harry Potter books. Because she was horrendous. Mm-hmm. But somehow, Senlin Yu... Took her and, like, made her even worse. Somehow. <laughs> she did it. She did Mission Impossible. God. Yeah. I, but I honestly... Like, I wasn't expecting it. No. But, like, I found, obviously, aside from, like, there were some, like, spelling... Not spelling errors, really, but mm-hmm. like, lacks of word, you know, lack of words or words missing. Um, I felt, like... There wasn't a whole lot of a difference between, like, like I felt like I was just reading another, mm-hmm. like, a continuation. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, 
Like, I don't know. I feel like she did such a good job at incorporating, like, the movies and the books into mm-hmm. this manacle. Like, I don't know. Like, yeah. no, I, I thought completely it was fantastic. understand. Yeah, like, like it, it didn't feel like it was a whole different universe. Mm-hmm. Like, she still did such a good job at making you feel like you're still in the Harry Potter universe. It's just alternate. Yeah. And darker. It reads so well. And she just gets you so emotionally invested. Even if, like, <sighs> you weren't already, like, if you weren't, if you didn't care about Draco, if you didn't care about mm-hmm. Snape, like, she just pulls you oh into my God. those characters. Yep. Agreed completely. Uh, she... <laughs> I cannot express how much Harry and Ron and, like, pretty well just the whole order in general got on my freaking nerves. Like, I was yeah. so annoyed by the way that they were treating Hermione. Even, like, I really like how she kept uh, Ginny and Hermione's friendship. Like, really, like, it was good that Hermione had that friendship. But even still, there were times that Ginny was still, like, I, I can't even, and- like, pinpoint a specific thing. Just, I, I don't know. It's just there were still times that she felt like, or that it felt like she was still, like, a toxic red flag. For Hermione. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's like when Hermione was leaving after the Christmas party at the Weasleys, uh, or Christmas at the Weasleys, yeah. and she was like leaving. Jenny was like, "Why are you still? Why are you still going on about this?" Mm-hmm. Like, because she was freaking right. Yeah. Like, shut up. <laughs> God. I'm sorry. I know I'm gonna get a lot of hate from this, but why? And I know this is skipping ahead a bit as well in discussion. But why of all the people to keep alive was Ginny? I know. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Like you're putting me through the trauma the now one. of seeing Snape go, Dobby go, yeah. but like you keep Ginny. Yeah, Ginny. I know. <laughs> and she's the one again. Like you said, we're really skipping ahead here, but she's the one that kills off Voldemort, doesn't she? Like, she finishes it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, why? I wanted that to be Hermione. I didn't dive into my thoughts about, like, the whole Ginny thing, and I'm I'm not gonna bring it down any further in the rating, but (laughs) God. Yeah. Like, God. It could've... I don't know. I mean, I don't mind Ginny. I... They really made her a potato in the movies. The books, she was... I, I enjoyed her in the books. But like I said, the movies really dolled her down. She had absolutely zero personality. Mm-hmm. So I do feel like this was a bit of a redemption for her. Yeah, Fair. the movies definitely tainted my view of her. Yeah, yeah. But still, I mean, I still feel like it literally could have been anybody else. Yeah, but I just wanted it to be Hermione. Like, I understand from like the writing standpoint about why it wasn't Hermione that really finished it all. But yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we just all had to process that for a minute. <laughs> wow. Um, okay, but like literally right from the beginning of all of this, I just couldn't get over how 
like I know obviously this is an adult like you know but the difference between the Harry Potter world and this book it like it really just went to show like how much everything is glossed over Mm -hmm. in the Harry Potter like obviously yes we know people get crucioed we know that people get put in like locked up in like cells or whatever and this really holy crap like yeah i love how much this it actually explained like the long lasting effects of being crucioed or being tortured or being locked away yeah with, like, like the tremors and stuff like yes yeah because the most but i like, got into it in the books or the movies was neville's parents right like they yeah. talked about him being crucioed and that was kind of it and you yeah. kind of see it a little bit with the spider or whatever spider thing mm-hmm. he or mad-eyed moody had in class but that's about it yeah. yeah, so glossed over. Yeah. Oh my god. I mean, I understand it from Rowling's point of view because, you know, it was meant to be a children's, you know, or like YA, whatever. Like, you know, they, it's all about how good triumphs over evil. So yeah. I understand her not wanting to really delve in showing the real dark side of, you know, all the dark magic. Mm-hmm. But... So Sandlin Yu had this, like, this whole other part, this whole other, um, yeah, well, part of Harry Potter that she could delve into and really, like, like make her own, kind of. Yeah. Ugh. So, like, she she was just able to do, like, everything dark, and I loved it. Like, the mm-hmm. even, like, right from the part where she talks about um, uh, when everybody's hung up around Hogwarts. Like, yeah. their bodies and stuff. and Like Harry um, Strong from the Astronomy Tower, Ron's next yeah. to him, and then the rest of the Order are there as well. Yeah. yeah, so, like, she talks about how Ron's blood turned to molten lead. And, like, mm-hmm. that visual. Yeah. And then about how Remus was lasting longer than the others because his lycanthropy, lycan- mm-hmm. yeah, was, yeah. was like, like, healing him healing as it was. Healing him and then. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like that's that's dark. I can't imagine. And I was just so sad because I love Lupin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and she killed him. <laughs> but I I don't know. Like there were so many people that I was really hoping that she was just gonna be like, oh, you know what? They died in actual Harry Potter, but you know, we're gonna let him live here. We're gonna be happy or but no. no. They couldn't everyone give me Dobby. <laughs> yeah, we just gotta okay. go through the trauma again. <laughs> yeah, literally. But what I really like though is in the books, I don't think it's brought up at all in the movies, but in the books, they talk about um the elf, uh Draco's elf. Oh, um Top Toppy? Topsy? Toppy. So that's brought up in the books. I remember her from the books. And I love how she's like yeah. She brought that up. I don't know. I just love that. Yeah. How that went into this book too. Oh, I agree. So fun <laughs> fact. I know like we've talked about how um, like there are some typos or some like grammatical errors. Um, did you know she wrote this on her phone? Yes, I did see that. Yeah. Uh, her baby had a lot of like sleeping problems or like like not sleeping well. And she literally wrote it on her iPhone, uh, like edited it herself, uh, like uploaded it just all from God. her phone. 
So I mean, that's being that talented. That I is know. Amazing. Yeah. And but, uh, <laughs> in uh, saying that, I would love for this book to actually see a professional editor. Yeah. And see yeah. what it would be after that, because mm-hmm. most of my rating would go up to probably almost a five star. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and I'm sure a lot of people's ratings would. <sighs> yeah, I don't know, like. There was things that were just kind of left and never talked about again, even though it was brought up in the first part of the book. I don't know if an editor would be like, They're... oh, hey, like, fix this yeah. or yeah. <laughs> add a little something. Or just take it out entirely. Yeah. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> one of the discussion questions that I had there was, uh, did you think the character deaths were necessary? Harry's death should have been necessary and then everyone else come up with the dark magic and Mm -hmm. do what needed to be done. Yeah. I think, um, yeah, 100%. Like, I think Harry's death could have been that driving force. I mean, I know, um, like, a lot of people would probably say that, like, yeah, the deaths were necessary because, you know, without the deaths, like, Ginny wouldn't have been strong enough to do whatever she had to do and Hermione wouldn't have been strong enough and you know like a lot of um that trauma is what brought Hermione to where she was too but no I still think that even if it was just Harry and I don't I don't like (laughs) take on him but (laughs) you know if it was just him then I think that would have done just as much for um you know like character development I feel like more people would have gotten on board then too with Hermione if he wasn't there in everybody's ear. Be like, no, we're mm-hmm. sticking with the light. Speaking of other characters, did anyone notice like any big characters that weren't mentioned in the book that you feel like should have been? And correct me if I'm wrong, because I did read this fairly quickly, so I mm-hmm. may have just missed it. But I, from my retention of what I've read, I don't think I did. But Hagrid. Oh, um, he does, he died. Let me just... So I just completely missed... Yeah, it was, like, literally almost like a footnote. It was a like blip. It was, yeah. it was just a, a sentence. Um, let me just find that real quick. She said, um, he was in the mountains, maybe, with, um, Madame, ma- ma- Madame... What's Maxine? her face? Okay, yeah, I do remember reading that, but I don't remember reading that he died. They had received word that Hagrid and Olymp Maxine uh, had been captured and executed shortly after the prison attack. Bastards. Yeah. Yeah. Literally his name comes up twice in the whole uh, book. That's sad. I don't agree with that. No. He deserved way more than that. (laughs) Yeah. Because at one point I think she defends Hagrid um when Draco says something about him being pathetic? No, never mind. That was a like a callback to like a flashback. Mm. Uh, third year Malfoy stood in front of her sneering. Have you ever seen anything quite as pathetic? And he's supposed to be our teacher. And she hits him. So I love how she did that though. Like there were so many like callbacks to like their years in Hogwarts and like mm-hmm. how, like like that flashback of when she hit her uh, Draco. Yeah, 
Uh, I can't remember the other ones, but I know there were a couple, but I, I love that. Oh. I thought... <laughs> uh, oh my god. Um, I highlighted that when Hannah was talking to Hermione right at the start. It was like chapter two. Uh, let your Gryffindor die, Hermione. Don't try to be brave. Hmm. Don't try to be clever. Just keep your head down. Like, that must have killed Hermione. Must my heart. The part where Ginny thought Hermione and Snape. Oh, my God. A little... <laughs> oh, you oh. screwed up your face to it? But. <laughs> Don't tell me you were into that. <laughs> no, no, no. There was something that. <laughs> that Ilsa <laughs> sent to me or tagged me and whatever it was. Can you find it again? Be a good girl and bend over for daddy. <laughs> Will of age no. cap. <clears throat> it's, it's not too good. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> are you sure? What side are you on, Stacy? <laughs> I don't mind it. <laughs> I can't. Normally, like, I'll find, I'll find something for you. I mean, that is my ringtone. <laughs> oh my god! No, you don't. <laughs> Imagine just in the middle of D and D that starts playing. Oh jeez. Oh my god. Oh. But yeah, I thought that part where Ginny and like Hermione gets like so flustered trying to say like no, no, there's nothing like there's nothing going on. Oh my god. But yeah. Oh, now we hits a little different. So she writes like the things that she wrote Draco saying. Um. Like where he says, you're mine. You swore yourself to me now and after the war. You promised it. I'm going to take care of you. I'm not going to let anyone hurt you. You don't have to be lonely because you're mine. Like I, I have that quoted as well. Yeah. So good. Yeah. And it was crazy because like it was just so Draco, like the clipped sentences. You know? Like even just that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, she did like literally a perfect job at... yeah. Keeping him, him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I really like that was kind of like not so Draco, but I got giddy reading it. You're like a rose in a graveyard, he said, and his lips curved into a bitter smile. I wonder what could have, I wonder what you could have turned into without the war. <gasps> yeah, so now we need a fan fiction, a Germani fan fiction of no, uh, no war, just then. Yeah. <laughs> But I love how possessive he is. Like, I mean, I was expecting it, but like, uh. yeah, I know. When he goes, I always have to choose and I never get to choose you. I'm tired of not getting to choose you. Mm. Yeah. Uh, yep. God. Oh. And the like best quote of all i have warned you if something happens to you i will personally raise the entire order 
That isn't a threat. It's a promise. Consider your survival as much a necessity to the survival of the resistance as potters. If you die, I will kill every last one of them. And he did. <sighs> like, God, I'm obsessed. Yeah. And something I didn't have highlighted, but I seen in one of the reviews, and it had quotation marks on it, so it might have been from there because it did seem familiar when I read it. The Malfoy men may not be saints, but they worship their women favorably. Yep. Because, I mean, like, even look <sighs> at... Uh, oh, yeah. Because that goes right back to, like, Draco being compared to a dragon. And mm. kind of like that I, I have that quote there as well. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so good. Because it makes perfect sense. I mean, Draco. Want, want, want. She felt it like her heartbeat. If he couldn't hide her, he would hoard her to himself as much as he was able. She'd fallen for a dragon. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yep. Um, one of the questions on her website was, did Draco or Hermione die first? And her answer to it was pretty good, too. She said, Hermione died first. Because her use of the dark arts caught up to her in the end. I don't think she died young, per se. Average life expectancy for a muggle, but young by wizarding standards. It was very peacefully in her sleep with Draco. And they both knew that she was fading. So they'd said their goodbyes and done all those last things. But after that, I go back and forth (laughs) about how long Draco would have lingered. Because there's a part of me that thinks that his... His is a heart that would only beat a split second longer than Hermione's. That as soon as he knew she was gone, that that would be it for him. But then there's another part of me that feels like Draco would want to be the one who told Aurora. Aurora? Mm-hmm. Right? That's how I was pronouncing it. Yeah. Aurora. Um, that Hermione had died. I think Aurora would know that Draco was not going to be around once he lost Hermione. But I think he would have said goodbye to her. As to the specifics... I've always tended to think that if he really wanted to die, he simply would. It's kind of a sad twist on Hermione's wish in the pre-flashback chapters about being able to die by simply wishing it fervently enough. I tend to think that because of the runes, Draco could do that. And that once he didn't have Hermione anymore, he would. I have goosebumps. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because look at how uh, Lucius reacted to... Um, Narcissa. name? Yeah. Narcissa, mm-hmm. how she... Yeah. She died, right? Um, so I fully, fully expected this to end with Hermione dying or just absolutely losing all of her memories. Mm-hmm. And, I, like, when I kept reading about her, like, memory slowly, slowly fading or her memory... Talking about her memories eventually going to fade, I was like, oh, God, this is going to yeah. be, like, notebook... And she's just gonna like wither away. <laughs> I literally was just like not ready. But like, yeah. this is jumping ahead as well. But I kept seeing so many videos of people's before reading mm-hmm. Manacled and after reading Manacled. Um, it ended <laughs> how it ended. Mm-hmm. Still not over it, but I didn't cry. Yeah, I did. It, it was delayed. I was like, I, okay. I had the same sort of reaction because I was like sitting there and I was like, okay, like I expected full on exactly what you just said that she was going to like lose all of her memories that that was going to be it. But 
I just sat there for a minute. I was like, okay, so she, it's, it's a happily ever after. It's, it's a good. And then I thought about it, that last fucking line. Yeah. Where she's just a footnote. Yeah. You know, that it says that she was an inactive member of the order. And she did not fight. And she, she didn't freaking fought harder than anyone in that exactly. goddamn book. <laughs> I like <laughs> sorry, okay. mom. <laughs> I'm so sorry, mom. Close your ears. Um, <laughs> I'll pray later. <laughs> okay, so I literally for the last like ten percent, I was sat here. I was like, okay, no, it was last five percent. I was like, okay, things are going great. What about the last freaking 5%? Like, what's going to happen? I kept going and going. The last chapter, I was walking back and forth in my, my kitchen. I'm not kidding. I was literally just pacing <laughs> back and forth as I was reading. And I was like, something's going to something's gonna happen. Yeah. Something's going to something's gonna go wrong really, really badly. And I'm about to cry. Like, and I, like you know, like the anticipation. And then I got to that last line and I hit next. And I was like, That's next, it. next, next, next. Like, this is, this is the end. And I yeah. go back and I'm just staring at it. And I'm like... I was like, yeah. I, I, I don't know how to feel. I don't know what's <laughs> going on. Like For me, it was more so just the emotional, like, almost like once it was over, I could breathe. A kind of like a relief. But then it was that realization that she never got like any sort of um, recognition. They all thought that she was just... Yeah behind the scenes not doing anything and that she just died in the fire at Malfoy Manor. Aurora and James are going to fix that. Yeah. Um, she has a an extended epilogue with them. <laughs> I'll find it and I'll send it to you guys. <laughs> yeah. Yes, please. So about that, about how we thought that Hermione was going to lose all of her memories again. That was one of the questions that Senlin Yu answered as well. Somebody said, did Hermione ever lose her memories again? So get ready because this is... I'm not ready. (laughs) (laughs) So things got spotty for her towards the end. She'd get worried and ask Draco where Aurora was. And he'd have to remind her that Aurora had grown up. But her life was very focused on Draco. So she'd lose track of other things or suddenly get a bit lost in previous points in time. But Draco was always a part of wherever her mind went and she'd be able to stay calm as long as he was with her and he'd reassure her and remind her that they were safe. So she did end up like, (sighs) yeah, losing her memories and stuff after. So... I had another thought. I don't know if this is actually accurate or if it was just me making it up in my brain. Um, So the thing that was put in his heart Mm -hmm. and he was talking about how that works with proximity or Mm -hmm. by proximity. Yeah. Is that why she feels so calm around him? Probably. It's also why um, the dark magic didn't really affect her as much as it should have. And why okay. she she does better around him. Okay, so that's why it it didn't, like, corrode her away from using dark magic until, like, way later. Okay, mm-hmm. that makes sense. Okay. Uh, I want to touch on something, and I should have mm-hmm. done it earlier, because it's referring to Chapter 9. 
mm-hmm. but it's going back to like her memories going and coming kind of but she's thinking i have written here she's thinking of this beautiful chunk of a teenager prose in chapter nine two days after he last raped her and long before she regained any of the memories which would make her think draco is which would make her think of draco as anything other than a monster mm-hmm. so like that was part of what bothered me was she still had like I don't know. I It irked me a little bit, I guess. <laughs> she shouldn't, like, if she's lost all those memories and she just knows Draco is high reeve and just being a complete shit, then why is she thinking about him like that, given her situation? Yeah. Yeah. Unless it's, um, like, there's some Stockholm... I mean happening we talked about that yeah. yeah 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 it's ugly i uh, but i really like though how all of like the trigger warnings that she would give at the beginning of the chapters yeah i love yeah. that yeah i thought like, that was really considerate can, like mentally yeah you can like mentally the first brace. the first one that i like the very first content warning that she gave at the start of the chapter it's sort of like jarred me a little because it was like I wasn't expecting it and it mm. sort of took me out of the story a little bit but it I mean I was fine <laughs> I was expecting after. it though because at the beginning of the book though she specifies that she was going to put trigger warnings at the beginning of whatever chapters yeah I don't think I read that okay <laughs> I was expecting I, it. I don't like usually when anything has to do with trigger warnings I don't normally read it yeah. because I don't have any trigger warnings or triggers I noticed a lot of people say that going back to they didn't like the book because of how much rape and everything there was in mm-hmm. the first part of the book. They didn't read further. And they were kind of comparing it to Haunting Adeline. Oh. <laughs> where it's like romanticizing rape culture. Mm. But like, I don't think it was doing it's that. Not. <laughs> I didn't it's get not. that at all from it. <clears throat> so many people it was are on that boat that they were trying to romanticize it but it's oh. absolutely not like there's there was no like no elements of pleasure for either of them no like, exactly. and like he even got like physically ill that first time that um they had to be like face to face yeah like i just looked at the comments i'm like how can you even begin to compare this to that book where it's just like Mm-hmm. Missy is just completely messed up in the head and she likes yeah. to be scared and likes all of the dark <laughs> yeah that adrenaline dark from it yeah, mm-hmm. As, yeah. I, there's no comparison no, no it's completely no. different yeah. and also I liked how like again with the trigger warnings before she specifies that like she needed to include those parts to like not take away like from Hermione's trauma, basically. Yeah. 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 Like, it was needed for the story, and she at least, like, kind of glazed over it. Like, she didn't yeah. go into too much detail, which she, I liked. Yeah. She sort of, like, she went into a little bit of detail, like, the first time. Mm-hmm. But I feel like just about every time after that, it was more of a, okay, it happened. Yeah. Right? Like, she didn't really delve into it much at all. Yeah, and she she specified before that first chapter saying that she didn't want to discredit anything. Yeah. Like, she needed to somewhat explain what happened so that, like, 
you know, yeah. she didn't want to take away from. I don't know. I liked it. I, yeah. I didn't no, like, I, know, yeah. I, I like how she mean. went about. <laughs> yeah. I like how she went about it. Like, yeah. Yeah. I think she did it as delicately as possible mm-hmm. while still being true to the story that she was telling. Yeah. 100%. I agree. Mm hmm. Yeah, the uh, question about how um, somebody had asked, is it true that you wrote manacled on your phone? And she said, it is. My baby had a lot of issues with sleep, and so I had to hold him during his naps. And so I started writing fan fiction on my notes app. Pretty much the entire story was written, revised, and posted via my iPhone. That's pretty cool. That's insane. Yeah. Yeah, I think even with, like, the issues that I had with the story... I think I'm still quite comfortable with a five star. I yeah. just, I can't stop thinking about it. I haven't, I literally have not finished a book yet since I finished Manacle because I just, I can't. Like, I, I'm having such a hard time. So I don't know. Uh, I feel like if it went through an editor and I reread it after that, it could probably boost my mark mm-hmm. up a lot. Mm-hmm. But I definitely still had some issues with, like, the story itself. Mm-hmm. And just, I mean, I guess that could get taken care of by being edited. But You're I, feel like it was still, I feel like it was still get glazed over. Yeah. Yeah, I can. Yeah, uh, yeah I can understand that. I just, I don't know. There was just something about this fan fiction that I just... I started it and I couldn't stop and I could overlook every negative part. I could look over every issue that was, you know, in the story. And I'm just like, no, I, I loved it. I think the only reason why I knocked off like 0.5 of a star, um, is how often she used his mouth twitched or their (laughs) mouth twitched. What does that even yeah, like a kind of like a Wait. smirk. Like, like yeah. trying it, not to smile, but you get a little bit of a. But it happened so often. It was like every single page, somebody's mouth smirked or twitched. I don't know. I just. <laughs> <laughs> but what if the mouth twitching was also caused by the effects of the Cruciatics curse? Yeah, Rebecca. Touche. Touche. <laughs> I have a question for both of you because I'm curious if either of you were irked by this. I have a little section of just like irks. Irks. I love it. <laughs> that's that's how irks. I named it. Um, but they implied early on that someone was helping Hermione while she was in her cell um, sensory deprivation cell. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone forgot about her, but she was still being fed. And then they just I've seen never this come up a lot. It again. Yeah. Uh, it was in Hogwarts, right? Mm-hmm. So it's the house elves. How they bring food up to like to the Great Hall or whatever. They just magically feel, But like the way they just brought it into the story, I feel like they should have at least like had a little memory or a little tidbit. Yeah, of, yeah. yeah that happened. I have seen a lot of people have questioned that and had issues with that. But that never, it never even, like, I, I don't know. Like, when I was reading it, I just knew mm. the house elves because they would yeah. bring the food up to the Great it's Hall true. or they would do, like, whatever. Or they just magically 
pop up and like Hogwarts Legacy <laughs> run around a corner. And, and... Okay, that's true. Okay, I can. Yeah, that does make sense. But I can yeah. see for story wise, it should have been put in. Yes, because of how many people have like that would have been. Cute little add on because she was working with the elves, saving the elves, and having that little bit like the elves were helping her and yeah. her kind mm. of desperation. Yeah. Instead, they just kind of gone. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. I actually like almost cried when Draco sent Topsy away and didn't say goodbye to her. <gasps> oh. oh. I, I literally, no, I was like, I can't do this right now, but then when he goes back to East Asia, where the um, safe house is, and she finally like, like sees him again, and she's so yeah. mad. Oh my god, it's so oh, yeah. That brought that brought me closer to crying than anything else did. <laughs> yeah. Did you cry at all, Ilsa? No, me neither. <laughs> I was an emotional wreck reading this entire book. Which is saying I something came because close a couple times, like a couple topics, or just like Dobby, uh, <laughs> definitely brought me close. Just like brought it back, but mm-hmm. it didn't. I don't know. I just didn't let it sink in that yeah. much. Yeah, I couldn't yeah, cry at all. Oh, I just I think it's because of how much I love like everything Harry Potter, and just getting this. I don't know, it almost felt like sensory overload kind of, like, reading mm. reading it and getting so many different outcomes. I don't think it I can is... watch or read Harry Potter again without this no. just being Constantly at the forefront playing, of my brain now. Yeah. Yep. Playing on loop in your head. die every time Harry Potter comes on the TV. Yep. Fucking, like, yep. I hate you. <laughs> I bet I could never... <laughs> <laughs> oh. Six times. Yeah, <laughs> a couple little things. The one thing I already spoke to you about briefly, and I'm curious if Rebecca felt the same because you guys read it at a more oh right leisurely pace compared to what I did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. So yeah, the repetitiveness between the book one and like book one and book two, the parts uh, where she would have partial memory, but when they'd go back and do the full, like they repeated everything. Yeah, and it wasn't just like a line or two; it was like paragraphs and even like a page at some point. I was just like, mm-hmm. "Oh my god!" Like this book is so long; it didn't need that much repetition. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I can. My see that. counter to I... that was, um, like where I read it, there were you know days and days between, you know, that mm. point in the first book versus when I read it in the flashbacks. So for me, it was good because it was a callback then for me to remember what yeah. what was actually happening or what was said. So it didn't feel like it was... Honestly, I didn't even realize that she repeated so much in the flashbacks. Like, I, so I, don't know. I noticed it, but at the same time, I like took the whole month, basically, to read this book. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I read it in a day. So. Yeah. <laughs> like, I didn't mind the little sentences like... When they had their little, like, be careful, don't die. Like, I thought that was cute. Like, yeah. a little bit of repetitiveness there. But, my God. And, like, it m- might have made it worse because it was always scenes with Ginny. 
in the mm. memories and I was yeah. just it felt like torture reading all that and I just skimmed those parts because I was like yeah. I literally read all this half hour ago yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah whereas for me it was like days yeah. yeah so yeah I understand yeah like if she cut out a lot of that and made the book smaller then you know it wouldn't have taken so long to get to that point so you wouldn't need that mm. much of a um like recall to repetitive that i had two smaller icks that were just kind of story related the one i felt like it just strayed so far from the hogwarts and like the actual jk rowling world and the lore from that but when they talk about the surrogates being just muggle-borns and half-blood girls but like voldemort was so like pure blood that's it and like I think they're that having was the breeding population, they kind of touched on it a little bit, but yeah. it just seemed very out of place in the pure-blooded world. And essentially, yeah, like how, the like, whole reason the war started in the first place was to get rid of the half-bloods and mudbloods. So yeah. that just kind of bothered me. <laughs> yeah, I. I can see that, honestly. Um, yeah, I'm trying to find... Especially for, like, how everybody was so against it, and now all of a sudden everyone's like, oh, yeah, sure, let's rape our freaking surrogates. Like, they were all for it then. I yeah. think, if I'm not mistaken, I can't find it because it's not coming up under Half-Blood or anything, but... I know, um, they said that, like, the it was like blooded a... families, like, aren't procreating as much as they would like to keep their population up, but, like, I... <sighs> It was meant to be, like, a multi-generational thing, like... Trying like, to make stronger wizards with strong families, but... Yeah. It, it it just felt out of place to me. Like, it just... Yeah. It didn't sit the best with me, I guess. Why? Like, I yeah. get where she was out. coming from, but it just felt too far of a stretch for what the dark lord is actually like and what he stands mm-hmm. for yeah yeah and then the last little arc i had was just the manacles being too overpowered in the sense that like nothing in the magical world was that powerful as a magical object per se but like nothing can like they're completely foolproof mm-hmm. like yeah i just had they did far beyond what any magical object would have done in the wizarding world and oh and i think they just simplified things to make hermione as helpless as possible which is frustrating yeah because like if anyone could figure out how to get out of the manacles would be her but like there was Mm -hmm. just nothing like i did like though when she was um fighting lucius closer to the end of the book where she was like okay I need to do whatever I can to protect my baby. So she found a way around being able to fight back. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So like, I did like that. She was like, okay, focus on like protecting your baby, focus on that. And then she was actually able to like fucking <laughs> boot them. Everybody feel the book hangover. Like, yeah, nothing it's bad. Going to top that. I've, I haven't been able to really, um, like, I mean, I've really gotten into Iron Flame, but it took me a lot at the start. Like, I mm. I really had to force myself through a bit of it 
And of course, Chris was like, oh, it can't be a very good book if it can't get you out of a book slump. I said, you've obviously never been in a book slump then. Because <laughs> there ain't nothing hauling me out of this. But uh, I think I'm finally now getting over that that slump. Sad times. Oh, God. I'm just looking now to see... No, that same day I ended up reading four more books. <laughs> I was going to say, it wasn't long after that that you were asking about the, um, the, the really short. Series. Yeah. Mm. yeah. So good. Yeah, I started those that night and stayed up all night reading them. So, like, I had a couple hours of book hangout. But, like, I did still feel it as I was going. Like, I wanted more of that. But yeah. I almost picked up and started reading Harry Potter over again. <laughs> my tbr oh, yeah. is way too long to be rereading these again right now yeah no <laughs> yeah but like and i have a book goal i need to finish before oh God, the end i'm the not gonna hit month. mine uh, there's no way i'm gonna hit mine i have to read one and a half books per week until the end of the year i think you don't, do don't that. look like that i can't do that <laughs> um is there anything else that we? Uh, no, I think. I think that pretty well sums up our manacle discussion. Overall, I one hundred percent recommend. Maybe not mm. as a first fan fiction because. It I don't know because I've hard. I read one fan fiction years ago, and I was just like, I feel like I'm reading a thirteen-year-old's. Oh my God. diary and it was horrible <laughs> so when you told me like you're reading a harry potter fanfic i'm just like oh dear god <laughs> but, yeah you so didn't have definitely a very exceeded good... my expectations oh, by god. miles like i said i had a few nitpicky things and i'm being stingy with my five stars mm. <laughs> <laughs> but i would 100 recommend to anyone who likes harry potter to read these yeah. This was my first ever fanfic, and I remember a couple of years ago, I had, I don't even remember who it was now, but somebody asked me if I've ever read any Harry Potter fanfic, and I was like, no, oh my god, like, I don't want to, like, nah, like, I don't want to do that, like, I don't know why, <laughs> I don't know what my reasoning was at all, but now, yeah, god, I'm on the dark side. There's so many that I want to, like, really dive into. I mean, like, the options are endless. Maybe I'll just reread Manacled again. No, hey. you have a lot of books to catch up oh on. Oh my god, yeah. I do. Yep. <sighs> the, the new Crescent City is coming out in February. <laughs> I'm not going to get to that <laughs> by February. <laughs> it's two books. <laughs> I have to finish Akatar. Same. Uh, I've got... Uh, you I should make December just SJ Mass month. There we go. Uh, okay. <laughs> okay. Done. Um, I think our... We might as well say it now. Um, we're featuring the um, Wreck the Halls by Tessa Bailey. It's also the book club book of the month. So we're, again, two birds, one stone. Yep. And it's a short book, so I figured that would give us a lot of wiggle room to read other books. I know, Rebecca, you're going to have a hard time because you're going to be 
visiting. Yeah. I need to, like, so I fly home on the 14th, so I need to get as much reading done as possible in those first two weeks because my three weeks home, I'm not going to get any reading done at all. But I'm also, my fly, or my, like, flight home is literally going to be, like, 24 hours of travel, so... You could, like, pound I, out, like, two books. Yeah. Small ones, but you could do it. Yeah, okay. Well, I guess we can cut the podcast there. It was lovely having you, Ilsa. Mm-hmm. It was lovely being here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you'll be back for another Akatar oh, themed episode gosh. next. <laughs> yes. Oh, I, I can't will wait. gladly join you to talk about Avatar. <laughs> it might have to be a longer segment because I have many more opinions. <laughs> you would need like a segment per book. <laughs> I'm okay with that. Yep. <laughs> uh, thank you, listeners. If there are any left. <laughs> we didn't scare you away. Yep. Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> Uh, don't forget to um, follow us on Instagram and rate our podcast if you're listening, because that helps us get out to more people. Heck yeah. Mm-hmm. I guess that's it. Uh, bye-bye. Bye-bye. Toodles. Bye. <laughs>